We got this. Dear friend, I want to tell you a little bit about where I come from, the place I call home. It might help some of this make more sense, especially if you've spent some time in a place like this too. I'm from Hamilton County. Hamilton County has always been known for two things, beautiful mountain sunsets and baseball. Located in the south-central region of New Mexico, Hamilton County stretches out and touches nearly 5,000 square miles of desert land and weaves its way through several small mountain ranges. Sprinkled among these mountains are small towns, each with their own distinctive personality. Our town, Jefferson, was humble but proud. Proud of its small-town values, proud of its breathtaking sunsets, and proud of its history. I'll be telling you a lot more about Jefferson throughout this story, but the first thing I'll tell you is that one of our core values has always included honoring our country and supporting the military. It was expected in Hamilton County, especially in our town. Nestled up against Jefferson was Fort Capitan, an army base that became a big part of our identity. It provided a feeling of strength and stability. It also ushered into the area a diverse population, offering the town of Jefferson an array of talented people that really helped put it on the map. Over time, our little town in New Mexico garnered a certain amount of respect, and perhaps even a bit of glamour from the outside world. This would become a big part of our history. Baseball was in the center of it all. By the time our family arrived in the late 1980s, Jefferson already had a long history of being great at baseball. They had captured many state titles and even competed on the national level several times. It was a baseball town, and everybody knew it. In fact, many homegrown boys went from playing baseball in Jefferson to being recruited for bigger and better baseball adventures elsewhere. They became heroes in our town, especially during the Hamilton County playoffs. Johnny has always said he'll never forget the first time he watched a live baseball game in Jefferson. He was only five at the time, but the experience really made an impression. It's one of the very first vivid memories he has of his time in our small baseball town. In its own way, this game would set the wheels in motion for some of our own baseball adventures in the years to come. It was actually the first live game I ever attended too, but I was still too young to remember anything about it myself. Jefferson's Little League team was hosting the championship game that night in the Hamilton County playoffs. The game was a close, exciting one that came down to the very last pitch, just like Game 1 of the World Series the year before. Only this time, it was a young rising star from Jefferson, New Mexico, that stepped up to the plate, made contact with the ball, and became a local hero. His name was Billy Bryant, and his walk-off home run that night sent the Jefferson Lions to another Little League World Series. Johnny would remember Billy's name and that game forever. And his own dream of becoming the next baseball star in Jefferson began that very night and continued for many nights after. There was just something special about the smell of freshly cut grass and the sight of carefully combed dirt and bright white bases that led the way to respect and glamour. The notion of becoming a local hero had Johnny hooked. He decided he was done just sitting and watching baseball after that game. It was time for him to do it. But his involvement alone wasn't going to quite cut it. My big brother insisted I go on this baseball adventure right alongside him. I couldn't even walk on my own at the time, but that didn't stop Johnny. 
he made sure I could walk and even run as soon as possible. Then he started teaching me how to throw a ball, swing a bat, and run the bases. He realized pretty quickly running the bases was my favorite, so every chance we got, we begged Mom to drive us down to the closest ball field and let us loose. By the time I was old enough to start playing baseball too, Johnny and I both knew who I wanted to model my game after. Ricky Henderson. For me, Ricky Henderson was the player to watch as a kid. He was my Oakland A's hero. Smaller than most of the other players, but quicker, he reminded me of myself a bit. I may be over-exaggerating a little, but when you're a kid, that's just the way you look at things sometimes. Ricky Henderson was a genius at stealing bases, a master of his craft. He ran like fire, gracefully but demandingly moving from one base to another as if it was simply destiny. He was doing exactly what he was born to do, and loving every second of it. It didn't take me long to try stealing bases just like him. I was especially fond of Henderson's signature move, a head-first slide into the base. I became so fond of it that when I officially started playing baseball on an actual team, I tried to work it into every game. And when that failed, Johnny and I would stay after the game to run the bases and slide headfirst into home plate. Our poor mother. She spent many a night figuring out how to get rid of stains in our uniforms that had no business being there in the first place. Although... I suspect all these years later she'd give just about anything to watch her little boys run those bases again. I'm willing to bet those are some of her best memories. Now, I sure do remember watching and trying to run bases like Ricky Henderson. He was indeed my Oakland A's hero, and I wanted to play just like him. Well, like him and Johnny, of course. My big brother was always going to be my favorite baseball player. In those early years, he was the player I watched the most. I never missed a game or a practice. I just had to be there. I wanted Johnny to know I was his biggest fan, and I figured I could learn a lot from him. The surprising thing was, as much as Johnny loved and lived for baseball, he wasn't very good at it at first. In fact, his first couple of years, Johnny was the worst player on his team. He was actually one of the worst players in the entire league. The other kids, and sometimes even their parents, would make fun of Johnny. They would say things like, This kid couldn't hit the broad side of a barn, and my sister throws harder than that. Or the one that got to me the most, He just needs to do what all the other losers in Jefferson do and play video games instead. I absolutely hated the idea of them seeing a loser when they looked at my big brother. But you know what? This is how Johnny would begin to teach me more than I could ever imagine. And it's exactly why he would quickly become the greatest of all my heroes. What Johnny may not have realized when he decided to make me his hero the day I was born is that in doing so, he became mine. I wanted to be just like him, even if from the very beginning we were different. The way I saw it, Johnny was going to take the world by storm. And as far back as I can remember, I always hoped I could too. After all, I had a hero to show me the way. My brother and I would do it side by side. Even through his early struggles, I just knew Johnny was going to be okay. I knew we were going to rise together. The rhythms we were about to create, those were going to be legendary.
Let's fast forward a bit. We come to another day when history was made. Another day when all the talk in Jefferson was about a boy doing something miraculous on one of their hollow diamond fields. It was the day my big brother, Johnny Andrews, made his own impression on our small baseball town. This one remains our family's favorite baseball story of all time. Once again, the heroics in this story are found in the bottom of the ninth inning. Johnny's team, the Expos, had made it to the minor league championship game and would represent Jefferson in the Hamilton County Tournament that year if they could come up with a win. They came into the game as the underdog, and my big brother had spent the vast majority of that season and this tournament on the bench. He was only put in the game when the Expos' starting right fielder injured himself sliding into home plate in the seventh inning. Right field always seems to be where they put the worst player on the team, at least in Little League. But Johnny was just happy to be off the bench and a part of the action. I remember watching him sprint to the outfield every time his team was on defense. Always hustle and give 110%, he would tell me. Johnny made that a habit. Once he was set in position, he would slap his fist in his glove and always tell himself, You got this, Johnny. In the bottom of the ninth, the Expos were up 6-5. to five. The Expos pitcher walked the first batter, then struck out the next two. It was down to the very last out. Sound familiar? Now the next batter up was a hefty left-handed hitter that everyone in Jefferson was well aware of. Big Joey is what everybody called him. Big Joey appeared to already be on the fast track to local fame even as a minor leaguer. He came into this tournament as the best hitter in the league and had tallied the most home runs for the third year in a row. For anyone keeping count, that means Big Joey had been the master of the long ball ever since he was in T-ball. He had known nothing but success. And he wasn't afraid to flaunt it. When he stepped up to the plate, Big Joey looked directly into right field, pointed his bat at Johnny, and smiled. It's as if he was saying, This one's going over your head, kid, and there's nothing you can do about it. Some people in the stands began laughing they were making fun of my big brother again. That really bothered me. Johnny shifted his weight. I could tell he was nervous, but the look on his face was playing poker. He wasn't going to let Big Joey intimidate him, at least not publicly. He slapped his fist in his glove and told himself, You got this, Johnny. He took a deep breath. We all did. The next pitch is one I'll never forget. A perfect strike right down the middle. A hitter's pitch if I've ever seen one. Big Joey swung his bat level and hard. Crack! The ball was traveling fast, directly into right field. Johnny knew it instantly. We all did. This ball was heading out of the park. Johnny almost lost his footing, but got himself squared up and running toward the fence. If he had any chance at keeping this ball in play, he had to execute the next few seconds perfectly. Johnny ran as hard as he could, kept his eyes on the ball, and gave himself just enough room to jump for it without plowing into the fence. I can still see it so clearly like it's happening in slow motion. The baseball meets the fence line. Johnny yells, No! He leaps into the air. His arm goes over the wall. Then the ball does the same. There's a smacking sound that rings for miles. Johnny lifts his glove back over the wall. He looks into it. He smiles. He takes the baseball out of his glove, lifts it high in the air, and says, 
I got this. In an instant, Johnny went from a laughing stock in Jefferson to a kid that people admired. I guarantee you no one admired him as much as I did. When he came running in from the outfield, I met him right by the dugout. I put my hand up for a high five. What I wanted to say was, you did it, Johnny! But instead, I began to cry. I've always been the more emotional one. Like mom, I tend to carry my heart on my sleeve. But at least Johnny could see what that moment meant to me as well. I was so proud of him, even if I didn't really know what pride was at the time. I was happy for him. Truth be told, I was relieved. Mostly for him. Like I said before, Johnny had always wanted me to go on this baseball journey right alongside him. In the process, he had made me practice with him. A lot. In fact, it got so bad at one point that mom and dad had to pay me an extra allowance to stick with it. It makes me sound like a spoiled brat, I, I know, but you have to understand that when a baseball season ended, it was, it was like my full-time job began. And Johnny was the man in charge. I loved playing baseball with my big brother. I really did. I just didn't have quite the level of passion for the game that he did. But I have to give him credit. We both got a lot better. I owe most of my own baseball success over the years to him. And there's no doubt in my mind that Johnny's big moment may have passed right by him had he not worked so hard to be ready if it ever arrived. Baseball stories like Johnny's are fascinating to me. The heroics always seem to happen in the bottom of the ninth inning. What we often fail to realize is there are actually a lot of heroic things that happen behind the scenes leading up to these magical moments. Hard work, sacrifice, doubt, and then belief. And if we're lucky, encouragement from others. What we're really talking about here are choices. Making the choice to do the right things. The hard things. Making the choice to take those small steps, those little actions that inevitably lead to bigger ones. They're like notes that build into rhythms, words that lead to verses that ultimately build your song. Johnny's path to his magical moment was no different. And above and beyond what he did when he caught the ball and won the game for his team that day, what impressed me the most was how my big brother even got to that moment in the first place. Each and everything he did, each and every choice he made to give himself a fighting chance knowing full well it might be a while before that chance would come. I was there for all of it, even if mom and dad did have to pay me a little extra on the side. And Johnny was teaching me things every step of the way, on and off the baseball field. Dear friend, I'm from Hamilton County, and because of baseball, because of my brother, I learned so much. I learned about love and passion. I learned that simply loving something and being passionate about it isn't enough sometimes. It also takes a world of perseverance. I learned it can take asking for help when you need it too. As far as Johnny was concerned, that's what little brothers were for. I learned that practice in progress, even when met with a bit of reluctance, can really get you somewhere in life. And, of course, I learned that I had even more reason to call my big brother my hero. These lessons and more would go on from one year to the next, and so too would baseball. 
Over time, Johnny and I would both make a name for ourselves in our small town of Jefferson. Sometimes for the same reasons. Sometimes for entirely different ones. <laughs> <laughs> 